Yeah. Can everybody hear me? I know you guys are coming in. I'm mad excited. I'm actually mad excited. I'm mad excited for this right now. Super excited. So excited. From the bottom to the top. So excited. Yes, yes. Greetings, peace, and love to everybody that is in the building tonight. Tonight, we've got a special episode going on because we are live from perfect. We are live on Instagram. We are live. And overall, I'm so excited just because It's the first time we've kind of made this real leap to get one of the bonus episodes before we go out and get all the other content out there before we get it on. So I'm really excited for this. Um, As usual, give yourselves a warm round of applause. My name is Cass Ty and I am your host and this is the The Real Real Podcast, where we are real people having real conversations about real things. Greetings, peace, and love to you on this beautiful night, wherever you are, all over the world. Big ups to our and shout outs to all of our supporters that are out in the United States. We've got some real love coming out of Philly every time I check the analytics, though it be few. I'm still okay with that. We got Philly. We got New York. We got viewers all over the states. We got Alberta, BC. Oh, my days. That that just, that is, that's big for me. I'm sorry. Might be little for some other people, but it's big for me. As usual, if you could please give us the HBO special. I need you to help a brother out. I need the likes, the follows. Shares, comments, critiques, questions, concerns, wherever, whenever. Hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, the real, real underscore S C E. That's D A R E A L R E E L underscore S C E. To those that are coming in, on Instagram, thank you. Share the link. I really believe for parents, single parents, never married, married, dating, not dating. I feel like tonight is really going to be interesting. And I have some thoughts. As usual, I always say, we over here, we are not the end all, and the, the beginning nor the end all of people's opinions. But we're trying to bring a positive message, especially to our men, especially to our young brothers, to be encouraged to live a life of sobriety and to not waste time. A nice supporter, a very good supporter that we have coming out of Toronto says that's one thing that he's caught from our series so far and the episode so far that we're employing everybody, man, woman, boy, girl. Whoever, wherever you are, don't waste your time.
time on things that don't matter. You will regret it. And when you regret it, it ain't going to have, you're not going to have anybody to blame but yourself. Now, let, you know what, let's get into it because mentally, I, I know I'm trying to get through all this stuff because like I said, we're on Instagram, but really and truly, I really want to get to the topic because one of these players I actually considered at one point, um, I, I would always say in the house that, you know, he, he's like my adopted son. And so tonight's topic is called broken mindsets. And if you saw the ad on Facebook, if you didn't, first of all, if you didn't see the ad on our Facebook page, go to www.facebook backslash the real real. That's D-A-R-E-A-L-R-E-E-L. Can't miss it. Broken Mindsets featuring Ja Morant and Zion Williamson. If you aren't aware who these people are, I'm not going to give you too much of a detailed history on, uh, on them, but they are both respective, uh, let's say, up-and-coming NBA stars on respected franchises. John ja Morant plays for the Memphis Grizzlies. Zion Williamson plays for the New Orleans Pel- Pelicans. And both of them, in their right, are supposed to be going forward the cornerstones for those franchises for the foreseeable future. Zion Williamson, though, was given the major push coming out of high school into Duke, uh, where he attended uh, for his college tenure. Um, He is, for whatever you want to call it, he's dubbed uh, maybe the next guy, the next LeBron. But tonight we're not here to talk about the abilities that they have on the court or the accolades that they've they've uh, achieved on the court. Uh, we're here to talk about something about their lives that tends to always affect the culture and how we in society live uh, on a social level. And the reason why I say that is because, and I heard somebody say it, and I don't know if I always agree with this this sentiment or this saying, but that stars and celebrities and sports luminary figures, um, public figures, are the closest examples that everybody knows. I I disagree with that, but that's for another day and another conversation. Recently, John Morant, uh, for those who followed the NBA um, you know the Memphis Grizzlies got slapped by old man LeBron James and the Lakers and um, in the midst of that slapping John Morant uh, faded into obscurity because uh, his mind or his off-court antics was a partly joint disruption to what the team was trying to accomplish on the court from the ending of the season into the playoffs. And, I mean, he was battling through some injuries, so let me not paint this as he was just one big destructive force or disruptive disruptive force. Um, ultimately, uh, you know, he had served an eight-game suspension for flashing uh, a firearm in, a, uh, in an adult club. 
And, um, you know, due to the nature of, of, you know, the climate of today, uh, especially regarding stars and, 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 and sports luminaries, the NBA sought it fit that they would have to suspend him for eight games. And he came out with this whole narrative and he came out with this whole show talking about, well, you know, I've got to accept, uh, you know, consequences for my actions. I've got to do better, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I mean, I'm not saying that he wasn't being honest, um, but, you know, these NBA stars do have agents and PR teams for a reason. Then we fast forward and, you know, uh, Memphis gets slapped, as I said again, molly whopped um, in the NBA finals or not NBA finals, but I guess in the first or second round, I can't remember exactly which one it was. Um, but long story short, they got molly whopped. They got, they got beat up. They got, they got beat up. And so after them, after they got kicked out, John Morant's riding around and, you know, in his car, in his friend's car and his friend is on IG live, you know, I'm John Morant's friend, bam, 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 bam. Yeah, I mean, uh, look at me, look at me, look at me. Like I'm, I'm John Morant's friend and. I guess while John Morant had his friend in the car, when everybody's wilding out in the car, he didn't know that his friend was on IG Live, or at least didn't know his friend had the camera on him. And my man was waving a new firearm. This time it wasn't no baby firearm. It was, I saw the videos. It was, it was full. Um, maybe when we transcribe this, I'll, I'll leave some of the links to a couple of the things I'm going to mention. And uh, immediately when his friend, you know, saw, you know, that he was caught on video, all you hear is, whoa, drops the, uh, drops the um, conference semis. Thank you, Pat. Um, he drops the, he drops the video. He drops his phone. You know, it doesn't really fade to black. He keeps it on, but you know, I mean, the damage is already done. Anybody who can slow down that video, anybody with any type of, understanding of how to use a video recording system can press play rewind stop pause and if they're you know have some adequate features they might have a slow motion in there and they can slow-mo and freeze frame and do all those kind of things long story short he was caught and so in the midst of Dealing with uh, what is supposed to be getting ready for the NBA draft, um, news reporter Malika Andrews questions Adam Silver on this, and uh, I really believe that she put him on the hot seat, but that's another conversation for another day. Either way, he had to answer for this in some way, shape, or form, and so John Morant is now being used to take shine away from the NBA draft up-and-coming prospects who are you know, looking for their opportunity to get into the league and teams that are trying to vie for that number one spot or at least one through 10 so they can get a, a prominent pick and, and, do, and do something in, in moving their club forward. Uh, during this time, I mean, the Pelicans, I don't even know. I can't remember if they made the playoffs. Somebody who's in the chat, you can correct me if I'm wrong. He literally, uh, you know, Zion Williamson, he was given a contract extension um, and it was given to him with certain terms. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't completely guaranteed. And, um, and again, like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll source the links for this so you can follow along uh, for those that are, are listening. If you want, when you want to go back on this, 
he literally is supposed to be remain under 280 pounds, which I mean, for somebody who's six, six, uh, probably should be a little bit lower. I mean, Michael Jordan, um, is maybe let's say the archetype bodily, uh, for what is a, a balanced basketball player. Um, he was 220, um, at his, at, let's say his heaviest, right? Um, and so when you have your body outputting so much force and jumping and doing all these things, uh, and, and you're getting injured, um, you know, the team's not going to throw you away. Long story short, either way, the extension that he was given, not guaranteed money. There's clauses to it, and it's guaranteed based on those clauses being met over a certain amount of time. Now, he's rehabbing an injury. And his team got kicked out the playoffs, or I think they lost in the first round or didn't make it, whichever, however that played out. A report came out a couple days ago, um, actually it was an Instagram, uh, no, a Facebook post that I saw two days ago. Zion Williamson, girlfriend pregnant. Now, initially I didn't really see a problem with this because I was like, hey, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, people getting pregnant every day. So, so what? Who cares? But then, you know, I mean, the history of the woman came up, still didn't care because everybody's got a past and no offense, her past is not going to really do anything to his future. Um, but then they, they, as day one was still going through, not only did he have apparently his girlfriend pregnant, uh, but his side chick who is, you know, has a, She's in the adult industry. I will not mention her name. And, um, you know, she popped up. And now she's mad because Zion was, while having somebody who's pregnant, was sitting there and having her on the side. And now this is Friday. So let's say this is a full Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's a full three days because it's, you know, 11 o'clock on the East Coast. And, um, a third girl has popped up and, uh, you know, is saying that, well, you know, I, I got a picture of this man sleeping in my bed. Okay. So here we have two stars, two young men. Okay. And, and, and this is, this is, this is where I want to focus in for this time that we're going to have together. Here are two young men, early twenties. Okay. Been in the league maybe three and a half, maybe four years, if that. Nah, I'd probably say three years, three three and a half to four years. And both of them are going through a tumultuous time in their careers off the court. Well, one is off the court, one is on the court, but both of them have off-court drama that seems to be a cycle that is continually perpetuated and I'm not here to single out a race of men because I am a black man. However, I can only first speak from my community to my community and then broaden this conversation out to all men. And the reason why I choose to frame my words like that is simply this. And it's not because I am perfect. It's not because I think that 
we should get to a place where all black men are infallible. However, I do believe at a time, in this day and time, more of us black men need to be functioning leaders. And the reason, again, the reason why I'm framing my words like this is because this is a solemn belief out of my heart. You guys know me for the ones who have been with me so far through bonus episodes one through seven. You will know that there's times where I will pour out my heart and I will share a little bit, give you a brief window and a history into who I am. One thing that I have always desired growing up is strong leadership because it, especially coming from other men because I did not have a man, a dad, a father at home to provide that. And so looking now at 38, being married, having kids, being a father, having a son, having a daughter, I'm, go- I'm in this place where the mortality of fatherhood is very real to me and it scares me. And so because it scares me, I feel, or I, I shouldn't say I feel, but I'm, I'm, in, I'm moved to a, a sense of asking why. Why is another situation popping up? Why is there another, uh, another, another, why do we keep riding the same car? And, 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 and John Morant, yes, I've picked them as stars and sports luminaries. As much as I don't always like to use them as examples, it, they are the examples we know. Um, but it's more of the actions, and I'm not judging them, right? I, I'm, 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 I, I'm, I'm looking at a situation that is presented to the world, and I'm choosing to have some commentary on it because it aligns with... It is a factor of why this podcast stands for what it does and why it's being built in a, in the time that it is. And so overall, what I will say is we have an issue. And I made a post. And I mean, my first initial post on on Facebook for this was the ad cover for this episode. The second one, though, and and I have to credit my wife because I have not always been this person. And oftentimes I actually sometimes I do try not to be this person, even though it's really who I am. I had to sit and think of. I guess the 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 other side of this story right or the other side of this feeling and the other side of this this is what came to me is you cannot give a baby a a lamborghini and expect them not to crash we have given these babies because they're not they're not full men in in the criteria of how we try to to define a fully mature functioning man in society, right? So we can't call them men because literally they are still babies. They're babies in life. They're babies in the NBA. They're babies to the money that they're receiving. They're, they're, yes, they could have, I don't care how long they sat up and dreamt it in their heads. The mere fact that they're living in it now, they are babies. And so because of that, I really do believe that there should be people there that are outside of a 
a payroll to be able to breathe words of caution into these young men. John Morant's father has admitted, how do I father without being a friend? And how do I be a friend without not forsaking the role of a father? Zion Williams's father, a stepdad, though, is ex-military and is a former coach and has helped to coach Zion Williamson through his AAU days and, and work on his game through high school to get him to the place where he can be considered a young phenom and be chosen. But now we're at the, the the place where we're faced with, again, a situation that makes us question not so much the individuals. Because I think uh, as we go on, and, and, and we're not going to spend too much time, but I think as we go on, we'll be able to really get to the crux of what is going on with them behind the scenes. But what I want to speak to is an alarming thing that maybe, just maybe, we as young men, and when I say young men, um, I'm first itemizing this to young men between the ages of 13 to maybe early 20s. Uh, maybe 19, actually. 13 to 19. And, and the first... Thing I want to say is this social stardom does not make you a man. I'll repeat that again social stardom does not make you a man. For those who are not Christians, the Bible says that a person who wants friends must. First, show themselves friendly. However, it also says, do not cast your pearls before swine. And so I draw those two scriptures and I paraphrase them to draw out a conclusion to the statement, to the, to the, to the statement that I've, I've, I've put forth because I actually feel that a good chunk of us as young men place too much emphasis or have placed too much emphasis on being accepted by crowds. Now let's, let's play devil's advocate to that for a second, because some people will say, well, everybody wants to be accepted and everybody that nobody wants to be a loner and nobody wants to be ostracized. And, and, and that is true. I, myself, I can honestly say I value the friendships I have. I value the people that are really close to me. And I really do love them because even when we're not on the phone, because of the impact that they've played on my life, I'm always thinking of my next move with their benefit. How does my my next move affect them? How does my next move, um, does it, is it going to become a burden to them at any given time and point? And so because of that, I also lean on them for intangible inspiration, inspiration to move forward, inspiration to do better, inspiration to get to a place where peradventure, while I'm taking care of myself, I will be able, and and I really do pray this in my own life, that I will be able to take care of them at some point. 
Whatever that take care of means, I can define it and I'm not going to put that out there. But I really have to stress this, that we cannot want to be so um, surrounded and, and intertwined with the, with the proverbial audience or a proverbial strong uh, mass of social, of, 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 of social um, let's just, you know, social stardom, that we forget that we are still at a stage when we have to build our life. And so, yes, in 2023, it might be easier to flip um, to flip a social media idea or flip uh, a, a, a Amazon store or a Shopify store or start being a content creator on YouTube and Instagram and TikTok. But if our aspirations do not align with our focuses, then we are causing destruction on ourselves. Does that make sense? I think it does. And the reason why I think it does is because I've actually lived this. And so out of my failures, what I'm trying to do is reach a specific group of men all over the world and say, do yourself a favor. It's not doing me a favor, but do yourself a favor and don't waste your time trying to be friends and befriend everybody to make yourself more popular to make your presence more known because the more time you have to spend doing that and maintaining that at the level that other people require you at is the less you get to pour into yourself and so i'm going to i'm going to pivot a little bit right and 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 i want to i really I'm going to come back to the NBA because I really don't want to spend too much time on, on league stuff. Right. But I want to say this, just because you make money and are visible does not mean you are mature and present. Say that again, just because you make money and are visible does not mean you are mature and present. In this current day situation for both of these two young men, we see outcomes or situations in their life, or a situation I should say, in the, in both of their life, individual life, that um, that really it makes you wonder how they got there. And this is the next part of where I wanted to go. How did they get there? Because John Morant doesn't come from a home that idolizes armed weapon play. I mean, from what from the little that I know, and I could stand to be corrected, and anybody who sees this in the chat, you let me know. He could very well have been living in certain areas at certain times that you know armed weapon play was glorified but then he very well for the most part of what we have known to the public wasn't brought up in those areas in fact to say that his high school days were spent at a prep school 
So is this now him fiending after a lifestyle that he hears in music and sees in videos and was saying, if I ever get the chance to just wave my own firearm, maybe, just maybe, I will do it. Who knows? Maybe, just maybe, I will be in a adult club waving my firearm. I don't know. And vice versa for, for, for Mr. Williamson. Maybe, just maybe, you know, I wasn't that lookable in high school. A lot of the girls really didn't like me. They didn't find me attractive. But now I got money. Now I got status. Now I've got this. Now I've got that. And hey, you know what? I'm going to go out there and do my thing. I'm going to do my thing. And you know what? To both of those lifestyles, I actually understand it because I have wasted a certain chunk of my youth living in both of those lanes. Now, to get into details, that's a longer story. That's another podcast episode. So if you want to hear that, email us. Derealreal.se at gmail.com. Email us there and, and maybe we'll get into story time. Who knows? But while when I came out of those situations, right, and I look back at the amount of energy and time that I will never get back because really and truly I wasted it down there. And, and you know what? Like, I'm not even trying to cut this episode short, but when I, when I look at the itemized list of things that I had to, to, to really touch on, it's like, why do we keep writing and selling the same book it's like this is some ingrained thorn into our 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 protoplasmic form that we just cannot get rid of. It's like it's almost in our DNA to worship idle time and to worship sexuality to the degree where we could, would even lose our life for it, lose our public reputation, lose our money. We might even have a little maturity, but the time that we would need to become fully mature, we exchange that time for things and situations like these. And, and, and these are not just happenstance. They don't just oh, once in a blue moon, once every million years, once every hundred years. These are reoccurring over multiple social climates and social atmospheres. And what I'm, what I really want us as listeners to do today, mothers, fathers, friends, um, brothers, Men, really, I really want to, we need to just stop for a minute and we need to recalibrate because and I'm going to say this and I'm not, again, I'm not trying to be judgmental, but I really believe this with my own heart. What you worship in secret can manifest, can, it doesn't mean it always will, 
but it can manifest destruction in your life. And I'm sorry, but I have not seen a time in history where secretly fiending after sexual exploitation and exploration has ever yielded the majority of man any fruits. In the words of Cat Williams, it's okay, I'll wait. If you really want to sit there and try to convince me that men are profiting in a peaceful manner from the exploration of sexual gratification, I will wait for the statistics on that because you cannot show me a man that has literally prospered in peace from it. And I'm not talking about the businesses that are built off of objectifying and exploiting the sexual prowess of women. No, I am talking literally about you are just some average regular person or some celebrity sitting here talking about, yeah, now I'm God's gift to women and I can get all the women. I can do whatever I want. I have not seen a man on earth that has been able to actually do this and just be at peace and not have nothing come back on him not have no children come back on him not have no stds come back on him him not wreck his home him not wreck his relationship and i've in 38 years of living i've just never seen it so my thing is is if it's really not going to yield dividends the way you would like it to ultimately don't we think it's time that we stop Don't we think it's time that we stop writing this book? I'm just saying, I'm just asking questions. I'm not judging because I've had to stop some things in my life just to get back to a place where I'm functioning normally. But at my age, I shouldn't be functioning at normal. I should be at extraordinary. The amount of times that somebody's come up to me and said, you know, you know, Cass, you are destined for greatness. Cass, I see greatness in you. Cass, you're so talented. Cass, you're this. Cass, you're that. And the one or two people that have the actual intestinal fortitude to ask the question that I don't like, which is, Cass, you're so talented. Why are you not further? Because in those moments, the reason why I don't like that question is not because it's I was asked because it rolls back the proverbial, the real, real of what was my life and says, well, the reason why you're not further is because you wasted time here and you wasted time there. And when we check the things that you wasted time on in a different life, I could have very well been in either one of two of these men. And so I have a sec- I've been given a second chance to be able to turn around and say, hey, whoa, whoa, we, we got to wave the white flag. Because maybe just maybe I can affect a change in a certain group of people. What you worship in secret can manifest destruction in your life. I really believe and this is the crux of what I wanted to say to people today. John Morant and Zion Williamson are a manifestation, living manifestation, 
present manifestation of years of self-sabotage. And guess what? All of us men have written a book called Self-Sabotage. And it sells out every time. There is not a book on the shelf. There, I'm, Listen, if you think that there's actually going to be a hundred people beside you to clean up your help you clean up your mess after you self-sabotage and self-destruct you're sadly mistaken because oftentimes your self-destruction is somebody else's entertainment and you can't afford to sit there and spend another 20 years hating the world for what you did to yourself you did it now you got to get up and fix it And here's the problem. If some people cut you off or write you off or fail to believe that you are able to become a better person, you're going to have to accept that because you made your bed in that. But you still owe it to yourself first yourself to invest in yourself to become better first for yourself and secondly for the people around you. You owe it to yourself to invest in yourself. And for anybody who's hearing this, if you have wasted time in your life, I'm begging you to stop wasting your time now. If you've wasted it chasing women, stop it. If you've wasted it chasing guns, stop it. You got a rap sheet. You've been arrested 150 times, but you're still alive. You made it out the hood. You're just working at McDonald's or doing whatever menial job. Stop looking back. You ain't missing nothing because that life don't miss you. And for the people that will consistently sometimes get irritated with the fact that you're so talented and you're so knowledgeable and you're so smart and you're so adept and being able to just just pick up things And be able to run with it. Don't get mad at them when they get mad at you for wasting talent that they wish they had. But they got to sit there and watch you waste it. Don't get mad at them. Don't cuss them. You want to get mad at somebody, get mad at yourself. After you have gotten mad at yourself, grab a dust broom. Help me. Me. Grab a dust broom. Okay. Grab a dust broom. Help me. Help me. Grab a dust broom and help yourself. Pick yourself back up. Handle your business and do what you got to do to get back to where you need to be. Give your hands work. So that way they are not idly worshiping and fiending after sexual gratitude or social applause. Because I'm telling you the truth, there's not a man on this earth that has benefited in peace from sexual gratification. Okay? Not a man. And if there is one, 
hey, email me. Come on the live. We'll talk about it together. Discipline is the order of the day. Y'all know me and I've shared this a couple times that I like good phrases out of movies. And so that line, I've paraphrased it from a line in American Gangster, the one that the movie that was done by Denzel Washington depicting the life of the known gangster, Frank Lucas. And in that movie, Frank Lucas gets into a time when he meets with an Italian mafia connection. And the Italian mob, a mafia member, I should state it correctly, says to him, Frank, that would never happen with Italians. There has got to be order more important than any one man's life is order. And taking that saying out of the context of the movie, it made me cry to myself when I heard that because until that point, I had never thought that order was more important than me living. But when he said it like that, it hit me as if an anvil dropped on me because I really needed to put my life in order. Until this day, there are things that I'm still putting in order. And I want to say this, there's nothing wrong with making mistakes. There is nothing wrong with that. But just don't keep making the same mistakes. Get up, brush yourself off, change your sheets, and move on to another level. Move on to another book. Move on to another chapter. Move on to another class. Move on. Awareness to know your audience. Now, this is something that's very cliche. It's not profound. It's not something that nobody has said before. But when I say it, I want to put a meaning to it. When I say know your audience, it's know your audience. Know what they are going to do. Know how they are going to act. Know how they are going to respond. Know your audience. Know how they will set traps. Know how they will gossip. Know the natural proclivities that will come from them. Know your audience. So that way when things happen, you're not surprised and you don't have to waste your time addressing it. Okay? When you live your life in order, and you have awareness, you minimize the amount of risk you are going to have to receive based on your outward investment into the society because being friends with people is an outward investment. Being likable is first an outward investment that you are hoping to get an inward return on. Or in some cases, an outward return depends on who you are. And so for that, you must understand who you are around. That thought is paraphrased from the movie Den of Thieves. 
the main character, who you will never find out is the main character until the end of the movie. Sorry to ruin it for those who have never seen it. He says, I'm in complete control of my surroundings at all times. I know what's going on. So when he said that, I was like, what? And so the movie transitions and it goes backwards to the main character or the main protagonist being or antagonist, I should say, being um, in the midst of his work with these cops getting drunk after their shift, spewing their mind about how they hate their job and everything under the sun. And he lit and they literally over the course of months up until a year and change, they give this lowly pretentious bartender a map to the to the reserve to the bank they literally tell him how to get in and how to get and make it worse when they are getting drunk they're leaving their id badges at the bar and coming and picking it up at the bar before their shift so he knows how they walk in he knows how they walk out He's aware and he's in complete control of his surroundings. Now, that was to do something that was wrong. And I'm not telling you guys to be in complete control of your surroundings to do something wrong. What I'm telling you to do is be first in complete control of you so you can be in complete control of who and what and where you surround yourself with and in. You don't got to hate everybody and you don't got to be better and bigger and badder than everybody. But you need to understand that the first person you need to be better than is your worst self. Everybody wants to blame stuff on the devil, but they are the devil that has been holding them back. Help me. Help me. Help me. Okay. Lastly, maturity, the knowledge of levels and what you need to and what you what you need to be versus where you're at. And this is one thing I will say. As I kind of get ready to. Cap this off. If you want to be in a relationship and I'm talking to the men. If you want to be in a relationship, you have to understand how to be present in each moment. It is not going to be always easy because you have to sacrifice a lot of how you feel and what you feel. Understanding that you are investing your heart, your soul, your energy and your time into this woman. And if you want the best return on your investment, you have to nurture your investment. Many marriages have failed not because every woman is a gold digger or women are liars or for you guys in the States who are under this broad notion that all women just want your money. You keep talking about those things that's going to come to you. I don't know about you, but you keep saying Candyman a whole bunch of times and Candyman going to find you. Don't come looking at me. I ain't Candyman. But you have to nurture your investment. Finding love 
as we ought to is possible. And it is probable. But you got to work at it. And to work at it with ease or any aspect of clarity, you have to first become that which you would seek to nurture. And I'm not saying to become a woman. Understand me clearly. What I am saying is, is you have to be loving to want to be loved and to be able to receive love. I have learned that in my relationship. I have learned that in my marriage. And guess what? I'm still learning that. I've learned that with my kids. And I'm still learning that. I'm now trying to learn to really love my friends. Not just love the fact that I can call them a friend. Because we have a little history that goes back. It's all well and good. But maturity requires me to become. Even when I'm not been given the result i'm not being given the return on what i have become you just have to know that you need to become as men we need to become we do not have a choice this is not a game this is not well i'll become a man a fully functioning mature man when it's right for me no if you're 12 if you're 13, if you're 15, if you're 16, if you're if you're in your teens, you need to work on yourself at that point right then and there. So that way when you get to the age when people would consider you a man, that they can say, yeah, no, he's a man for real. He's the man. Not just because he's a male gender and he, he identifies as one. No, he's a, he is a man. He's a leader. He's strong. He's stoic. He's a man. He has integrity. His reputation precedes him. His word and his character are not separate. Must have maturity. Maturity is the knowledge of levels and what you need to be versus where you're at. Mentors, parents, Fathers have to have some hard conversations and don't shy away from it. If you have a mixed group, you sometimes you have to separate the women out, separate the girls out and really talk to the guys and tell them like, yo, this and this and this is a complete waste of time because it's going to yield you only this, this and this. And those are not fun. We all have to do it. We can't afford to have too many, too much more uh, John Morant and Zion Williamson situations. I'm sorry. It is what it is. I was barely able to escape it for myself. That's why I'm talking about this. I'm not talking about this because I think I'm better than them. I'm talking about this because they are a 2023 version of myself that yes, I overcame it, but I overcame it barely by the skin of my teeth. And if I can help somebody remove themselves from that. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Zion. He's got a three peat going on right now and I'm waiting to see if it's going to be number four. Help me. Help me. Come on, son. Downright disgusting. But we're going to cap it here for tonight. 
We spent a good time together. I really thank y'all for tuning in. There may be a part two to this. There may not be. And for those who are on Instagram live, I'm actually going to go back for a brief second because we had beautiful supporters. They're always, always with us. Um, we got Power Woman 2018 on Instagram doing big things out of the Dallas region. Thank you for supporting. She's been a big help to myself um, and a big help to just being an inspiration and a, and a, and a good support um, in the things that we're trying to do going forward. Definitely wanted to shout her out. STP Jones, one of my, my high school friends, much love to you. Um, K Roberts, put it out there like that. I'm not put your first name out there, bro. Much love to you, brother. Blu-ray Fitness, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in. I really do appreciate you. And our brother, we got to get him up here on an episode. Um, we got the mics and we got the chairs and we got the cameras and we got some lights. So, yeah, I mean, you see this big old title belt in the background. You see it in the background. So, you know, definitely we got to get AF Dano up in the building. Uh, hold on, hold on. I I need to get I I need to get like I need to get I need to get some I need I get I gotta get him some sounds I gotta get him some sounds I gotta get him some sounds. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I mean, he he's a real one. Yeah, I'll be honest. He's a friend that you know. What I mean, he literally give you a shirt for you, and if it's his last shirt. I mean, he might he might take the pocket square out and just be like, all right, you hold the rest of the shirt. I'm going to hold the pocket square and build something out of that. But he's a real one. Um, definitely, he he's my boy. Like, that's 100 grand, 10 toes down. That's my boy. Peace in the T-Dot streets in the Middle East. I had to do that. I'm sorry, people. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yo. We out. We thank you for being here. Hit us up. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. The real, real underscore S-C-E. That's D-A-R-E-A-L-R-E-E-L underscore S-C-E. Until we meet again, peace in the T-Dot streets and the Middle East. We love you. <laughs>